So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. With the Ravens outside linebacker group banged up, just like almost all other positions with the Ravens, Eric DaCosta made a move to bring in a reinforcement by signing veteran pass rusher Kyle Vinoy and Bobby. I think this is a solid, very good reinforcement. As do I. And we're going to take a look at what Van Noy will actually bring to the table in Baltimore, Sarah, but also what the signing might mean for the health and the likes of Adafe Owe, David Ajabo, and even Tyus Bowser. I am Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, September 27th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault, powered by our friends at Game Time. So Sarah Ravens rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers, he hosted a charity event at Top Golf Tuesday night in Baltimore, and I had a chance to catch up with him about the pass interference call that never was in Sunday's loss to Indianapolis. I'm telling you, get your popcorn ready for what he had to say. He did not disappoint. <laughs> My popcorn's been ready. I, I haven't heard anything about this yet from you, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Then after that, we'll take a look at some roster moves from Tuesday. And a few plays that flew under the radar from Sunday's game. And I'll just say it now, Bobby, I've got a bone, got a bone to pick with some of Lamar Jackson's teammates. Ooh, you haven't told me about that either. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> Lots of twists coming up here. We have all that and more on deck. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. Sarah, the last time we mentioned Kyle's name, you got to go back to the summer, right? He had an official visit with the Ravens. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion linebacker, won those bowls with the New England Patriots, was most recently with the Chargers last year in L.A. And here's how you kind of saw the, the chronological tweets come down. First from our gal, Josina Anderson, friend of the show, NFL reporter. She was told early on Tuesday the Ravens are, well, I guess initially it was a visit. Then they were signing him. He was expected to go to the practice squad. Jeff Zarebic chimed in as well that he officially signed with the Ravens late on Tuesday. He is indeed going to start on the practice squad, but it's expected he'll have a role sooner rather than later, and that's probably where we pick up now. Like we mentioned, Ajabo, Owe, Bowser. It is a room that not only was uncertain going into the year, Sarah, but now it's just flat out banged up. And while Jadavian Clowney has been playing his you-know-what off since coming to Baltimore. By the way, I'm looking forward to seeing him reunite with his former team. Things did not exactly end well last year for him in Cleveland. And of course, the Ravens will travel to the Browns this weekend. This obviously was much needed. Now the question becomes, how quickly can he get acclimated to play? 
All right. Well, first of all, a couple of things. You introduced him and you said that he was a two-time Super Bowl champion. Yes, that's true. But the important thing here, Bobby, is that he went to BYU, okay? Brigham Young University, you know, only my alma mater. Uh, Yeah, I can't believe you overlooked that one. Of course, that's the biggest credential there. (laughs) (laughs) But let let me first talk about who I think Kyle Van Noy is as a player. And then we'll get into, you know, kind of what this means. Kyle Vinoy, there's kind of like two descriptors that I would uh, give him. Number one, consistent. Okay. He is consistent. And I mean, he's an, and then the second thing I'd say is he's a, he's versatile as an outside linebacker. So, uh, well, I mean, you know what? I'm going to give a third one. He's also reliable. Uh, he rarely, I get, he's rarely injured. He may miss a game here or there. So you got reliable, you've got versatility because he can drop back. He's kind of like a Tyus Bowser in that sense. He can drop back in coverage. He can rush. He can set the edge. He can kind of do it all, which is exactly what the Ravens need with the banged up offensive line. And he's consistent because, uh, I think every year for the last, I got to look back how many years it is, but he's had at least five, yeah, five sacks in each of his last five seasons. Okay, that's Mr. Consistency. He's had 33 and a half over his career, 22 of them in the last four seasons. He was tied last year as number 52 among pass rushers. That was according to PFF, and that was tied with one Tyus Bowser. Okay, so he's Mr. Consistency. That's why I like this signing. This is somebody that I would have been happy with this signing back before training camp. I know that, as you said, the Ravens flirted with him. So the fact that he's still available here going into week four, I think that's good news. I think the Ravens kind of went with him first. He had the visit before Jadavian Clowney did. So uh, from my understanding, kind of like rumored out there is that uh, Van Noy wanted similar money to uh, what Justin Houston got in Carolina. Houston got one year, six million, and all of it was guaranteed up front. Whereas Clowney, he got one year, 2.5 million. That all guaranteed up front. That's a big difference. And now that Van Noy is first signing to the practice squad, something tells me he's not going to get anywhere close to to the Houston money. But I'm I'm very curious what that will be. So I like the signing. Okay, Kyle Vanoy himself, I like. What I'm don't like is what this signing uh, implies about what you're saying. These other guys that are injured. Uh, Odafeoe, he was seen with a boot coming out of week two. David Ajabo, he only played four snaps against the Colts, and then he he was out with an ankle. Tyus Bowser. This is one, Bobby, and I've been saying it back. This is one that it was weird to me. Him and his knee. He showed up to training camp limping. Who nobody's asked about him, like for real. Like, what happened? What the heck happened? Here we are. He's still like, I don't know. He can't come back till week five. So I don't know if this signing is like. Crap, we literally just need somebody for week four because think about it. Davius Robinson played 55 snaps against the Colts. Yeah. Jeremiah Boo- Moon played 46 snaps. You can't do that and Clowney again. So maybe I hope this is just, you know what, we had to grab somebody now and maybe he's actually affordable. Maybe his price came down. Or maybe this means that those guys might be out for several more weeks. I don't know. Um, but... It just doesn't feel like their returns are eminent anytime soon. No, not in the slightest. And you're right about Tyus, man. That this this was a late summer sort of development where you're thinking, 
okay, we know he showed up to training camp with a pronounced limp. Remember the video on the way into to one winning drive, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah. ooh, that looks a little bit more serious. And then slowly but surely as camp went on, he's nowhere to be found. So now all of a sudden, yeah, and, and John Harbaugh has really refused to address it specifically. So we're, we're sort of operating under this mysterious label here for Tyus, and you hope that this signing only has to do with, to your point, the imminent nature of what they're dealing with in the here and now with Adafi and David. And if it's if it means Tyus too, goodness gracious, you're going to be asking a lot of guys that are on the other side of 30 because not only is Kyle on the other side of 30, but Jadavian is as well. And we saw what happened last year in the second half of the stretch from Justin. Justin Houston was exceptional in the first half, and he fell off a cliff in a sense in that second half. And so you, you got to wonder, is this sustainable at that position? Now, you hope that Adafe and, and David setbacks aren't significant where they'll require, you know, be required to miss chunk times, and it doesn't seem as if that's the case, right? It almost seems like there's only maybe one or two chunk guys, right? Like Marcus Williams comes to mind in terms of missing chunk time. I hope not Ronnie and Tyler, um, especially after after what we saw last week. But but yeah, clearly we both agree the signing needed to happen. Now it just comes down to how quickly can this guy get acclimated? We know that he passed Baltimore's conditioning test, according to him, his tweet uh, over the summer. So hopefully he's ready. He was actually just on the Pat McAfee show a week or two ago. I was watching him there just as like a guest fill-in host. So he's still very much in tune with obviously what's going on in the NFL. I saw he did some volunteer coaching back in his hometown. But the question is, is he ready for AFC North football? Because Sarah, that, he's not just like, – if he comes back this weekend, this starts a murderer's row of in-division opponents back-to-back weeks. You got Cleveland and then Pittsburgh, and it ain't getting any easier from here on out. Bobby, I don't think they have a choice but to play him yeah. this week <laughs> against the Browns. Like, what other choice do you have? And, you know, it's possible. We've seen that, way, especially on defense. I feel like that's a little bit easier to do. Uh, I guess it depends on your position. But as a pass rusher, it's kind of like, you know, although he's not the he's not the type of guy that's just like see quarterback, get quarterback. He does a lot more. As I said, he's an all-around. But this guy's been around. I think that yeah. he can do it. I doubt, like think Roquan, him just jumping in right after he was traded for, or Marcus Peters, or... Um, you know what it reminds me of last year? Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah. Is this yeah. not the exact yeah. same situation? Very similar. <laughs> he came in and, and didn't he like own the snap count that day? Like, yeah, I would not uh, be surprised. I, oh, it's going to happen. He'll, he might be on the practice squad. He'll be elevated maybe once or twice. And then, and then he'll be on, on the, yeah, the full-time roster at some point. Yeah, no. And, and to be honest again, that's why I like this as a as a as a reinforcement is because you you can do that. Now I'm not saying there's not going to be any hiccups or that he's going to play like he, like like a Roquan or whatever you know like yeah. Roquan did and just changed everything. But I I think he can do it. Like I definitely and I think he's a better option than giving Tavius Robinson. 55 defensive snaps and Jeremiah Moon 46 and however many Clowney did. We need to like slow the roll with his his snaps too. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, I'd be shocked if he wasn't out there uh, in Cleveland on Sunday. You ready to talk some Zay? Oh my gosh! Yes. What happened tonight? What? Here's what's funny: is you told me you were going to go to this thing. You told me a while back. You forget about it, 
And then I get the text from you at like six and you're just like, FYI, like I'm leaving kind of like you got to handle some of the content here. Like get it, get it up. You know, what is going on? I saw you tweeted about them. <laughs> like you talk to them. Tell me everything. Oh, I will in just a second. This episode oh, is brought many. to you by our <laughs> friends at Game Time Cliffhanger, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And speaking from personal experience, having used the app for a while now, I love the last minute feature that Game Time provides. It gives you complete views of your seats, and there's always flash deals popping up. So it's perfect for my schedule. I know Sarah's schedule as well, that is constantly changing. Now, I've had my fair share of frustrating ticket buying experiences in the past, but Game Time runs such a smooth and convenient operation that I honestly have nothing negative to say about it. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchases. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. It's that simple. So, Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account, and if you use code RavensVault, you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code RavensVault. That's R-A-V-E-N-S Vault for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Cliffhanger over. So you're right. In the season, it's funny. Like Monday night overreaction day it was so it was just insane there was so much content to comb through by the time we get to recording you know monday night games are on it's late you know you're coming off game day the, the day prior i'm like i know i'm thinking of things i'm supposed to be talking about with you sarah but i just i'll i'm sure i'll remember it tomorrow and, and obviously this was one of them so zay flowers hosted a charity event at top golf i was invited by a sponsor of mine over on on facebook a uh, shout out posner and cord local law firm in baltimore it was incredibly well attended, Sarah. There were hundreds of people there. Of course, it's Zay. Why wouldn't it be well attended? And I had a chance to catch up with him one-on-one -on -one for just a couple minutes. And this is what I tweeted. I mean, you spent a couple minutes with this guy and it's box office. So basically, he told me two things. All right, He was definitely held on the non-call that never was. The pass interference there in crunch time. And not only did he say he was held, which we all agree, we've already gone through the replays Duh. and all the different looks. I mean, yeah. that's, that's obvious. It was clearly a blatant DPI. But the best part about this, and I didn't even have to pry, okay? Like, this was unprompted. He said if he hadn't been held, he would have taken it to the house, and he did not hesitate. So these, this, this sheer fire confidence that we've talked about from this kid since he joined the league, since he joined the Ravens, it's not only echoed in his in his personality and the time that you spend with him in person. This guy lights up the room when he walks in. He his presence it just takes over a room. This place was lined. They're all fired up about him. He wanted to know where I got my starter jacket. I gave him the address. <laughs> he was looking more fly than I was. Shocker. And it was just just great to get to know him on a personal basis for a little bit. And and I'll just say this. I don't want to get too, too ahead of myself because things tend to change. But he might be dropping inside the vault here in the near future. Well, shoot. Shoot. You know, I'd like that. Let's let's get that going. Uh, so, okay. So, interesting. So, you're chatting with them. You bring up the hold. Do you bring it up? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
And he's like, yeah, I definitely was held. You don't say anything else. And he's like, I would have taken it to the house too. He just went straight into that. He goes, yeah, uh, yeah, he goes there's no, there's no way. Yeah. He's like hundred percent. I can't remember like word for word, but he's like, I would have taken it. I had the lane. Ugh. And I started I gotta, by saying like, I said, you were held. Right. And I kind of like, cause we're like crazy enough. We're the same height. Shocking. Finally, I meet a professional athlete who, you know, I can like <laughs> hang with in the height department. I wouldn't hang with him. Quick quickness wise, we all know that. But but I'm like, hey, you definitely, you know, you definitely got hitched, right? And he knew exactly what I was talking about. He's like, oh, absolutely. If I hadn't been held, you know, I, w- I would have taken it. I would have taken it. I'm just like, man, this this guy is so fun to talk to. And it was basically like, um, I don't know if autographs were happening, but there was a massive line for all these different fans and corporate sponsors and and just people from all over Baltimore were lined up to to watch him and. and by all accounts, it looked like it was a very, very successful event. But the point here is not only was he held, but he thinks based on what he saw in front of him. And if you look at the overhead all 22 vision. Of I was going to say, I wish I brought that up right here so I could look to see if there was like a safety back there or something. I tend to believe him <laughs> and based on yeah. some of the based on some of the folks that, that have quote tweeted and responded to my tweet. I think they agree as well that, that have actually watched the, the film. It's so funny because I, you know, I'm glad that you got to meet him. It's funny because we, you and I offline were just talking the other day. I said that I like to find somebody who embodies the characteristics that I want to have. And I brought up Zay Flowers. Now, I'm not saying he has all the characteristics I want, but one one thing that I like about him is he can be motivated without being ticked off. Like it comes from within. So it, it doesn't come from like a place of bitterness or anger or whatever. Like it's just pure motivation. I'm watching Swamp Kings right now, <laughs> like ah. the untold. Yeah, it's really good. And I'm watching like uh, uh, Siler and Tim Tebow. And it's like these guys, it just... Oh, it comes from his within, and that's Zay. Of course he said he was going to take it to the house. Yep. Well, even if there was a safety back there, he's got to say I was going to take it to the house like because that's what he wants to do every time. He's a, he's a, but I just love it. It just, it's all from within, yep. and, and I just, that's how I, I want to be confident like that without needing any anger or, and I want to have so much motivation without needing bitterness or whatever. It just comes from a, from a good place within. So, Hey man, I hope we'll see. Hopefully he drops in the side, the vault. We'll see what happens. Be on the lookout for that. I had some good conversations that make me feel confident about not only uh, potentially next week, but just things to come for us in the future. So uh, yeah, great to great to catch up with Zay, and I really, really appreciated that conversation that you just alluded to offline that we had. So those are the things. Sarah and I do speak to, and have a relationship together, a friendship together <laughs> offline, contrary to popular belief. So yeah, we we speak more with each other than our families some days, especially on Sundays. So anyway, I don't know if you got my kids beat, my but my husband works a lot, so you might have him beat. But we catch up, we catch up on the weekend. <laughs> so. Beauty of the beauty of what we do, like you can still yeah. Do everything you can and and all your your duties at home there while uh, while we do this at night. So. So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section, 
to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so some roster moves. Uh, the Ravens signed, this is interesting, uh, they, they signed Tyreek Black and Dante Dimas Jr., both wide receivers to the practice squad, and they released guard Kyle Fuller and tight end Ben Mason, who I bet that's not the last we see of him. Mm-hmm. So both those guys removed from the practice squad on those wide receivers added. I don't like these moves, not because I don't like those guys, Bobby, but that surely means the Ravens want some wide receiver depth. Uh, we already know Tylen Wallace went on IR. Um and then Odell Beckham Jr. didn't practice at all last week and didn't play. It's too bad. I hope he returns for this Browns game. Come on. It's his former team. And then Rashad Bateman, he left, even though he told reporters it seemed like he was fine. But, like, clearly the Ravens are, you know, getting some wide receivers back on there for some reinforcements, which which makes me slightly nervous, but not all the way nervous. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as serious as it is at an outside linebacker, which we just discussed. Right. But to your point, Hopefully they're just being you know, precautionary Cautious. with Odell. And then don't forget Talon Wallace was just placed on injured reserve. So we're not going to see him for you know, an extended period of time. And then we don't know the severity of Rashad's hamstring, even though he said that, or somebody said, Harbaugh or Rashad said that it wasn't serious. Rashad was told hard. media. Oh, okay. Rashad. Rashad told media. Yeah. Okay. So that's the latest there in terms of roster moves. One that, we definitely will not be seeing the rest of the way. And he tweeted about it is our Darius Washington defensive back, former undrafted rookie who's played considerably well for the Ravens in a bind the last couple of seasons. He tweeted, uh, look, looks to be, well, obviously on the right-hand side, it's post-op. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it's a chest related uh, setback. I think that he faced clearly it required some sort of procedure for the audio only folks. He looks to be in a hospital bed post-op. Anyway, he writes, I appreciate everyone that reached out and prayed for me. I'll be back better than before in due time. Hashtag TIG. The journey begins. Well, we, I want to wish our Darius the best of luck. 
uh, it really stinks. He finally got a starting role and then this happened. So I know he'll bounce back. One other thing in terms of roster moves while we're talking about injuries, Bobby, they signed Calvinoy. They signed these two wide receivers to the practice squad. They did not sign a running back. Okay. Uh, that to me makes me optimistic that they expect Justice Hill and or Gus Edwards back soon because guess what? There's literally oh, I better check. Did they move Gordon to the 53 man roster? Because I because I know is, Drake might be at the practice squad. I'm gonna have to look at the roster. I'm curious how many healthy running backs they have on the 53 man roster. Yeah. Well, I thought Melvin and Kenyon were both game day call ups from the practice squad on Sunday. That's right? what I'm wondering. But for some reason, I'm starting to think that Gordon was was on the 53. But I'm looking it up now. Okay. Yeah, Gordon is on the 53. No, he's on the practice squad. Right. And so is Kenyon Drake. Right. Three, because so after the game, running backs on the 53. <laughs> right. I, I, <laughs> well, I think the way it works, right, is if you're a game day call up from the practice squad, which both of those guys were. Right. Indy. Then do you go back to the practice squad after that yes. game, I guess? Okay. Yeah. So they're both yes, there yes, now yes. and they'll both be called up again this week. <laughs> right. Unless, unless both Justice Hill and Gus Edwards return, which I'm feeling optimistic about because they didn't sign any other running backs, whereas they did make these other moves elsewhere. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot of roster construction to weed through. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Yeah, okay. and just while we're talking about injuries, I, I had to I had to bring this up. Do you ever watch? Um, dang, I thought I wrote her name down. So Annie, Annie Agar. Agar, there you go. She does the NFL meetings every you know Monday or Tuesday, which are like these comedy things where she keeps playing the roles of different teams. Super funny. Um, I, I just wanted to pull. She does these. They're like three or four minutes long. I pulled the first minute just because the Ravens were in it. And it had me both like laughing and crying, not actually crying at the same time. Uh, she's got a little bit of other teams in there first before it gets to the Ravens. But I figured we could use a good laugh as we talk are talking about all these injuries. Because sometimes things can go so bad that all you can do is laugh as opposed to just getting depressed. So here we go. Well, things got pretty out of hand this week. Uh, I'm just going to say it, it was a lot of overkill. You know, just one after another after another. Well, we didn't kick the field goal, though. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift posts. To be honest, I'm not quite sure why everyone is freaking out so much. Uh, this is not the first time we've seen someone famous in love with the Chiefs player. We still have Chris Collinsworth. All right, let's start with the Jets-Pats. Can you get him in here, please? Okay, great. New York, uh, what is going on? Zach Wilson is terrible. He has the lowest QBR and the lowest completion rate. In the NFL, he's ranked 34th. There are only 32 teams. We should have Zach Wilson play Justin Fields and see whose receivers have an emotional breakdown first. Okay, okay, why haven't you called Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan back? Oh, we don't want to bring someone in that would give us less of a chance to win. Less than zero, because that's what it is right now. At this point, a Taylor Swift fan would be better than Zach Wilson. That is not true. He threw a check down on 4th and 10. Uh, can we talk about the missed pass interference call now? The refs were completely one-sided. You literally had your hand in Michael Pittman's face mask. Will you two knock it off? Uh, I'm gonna read off the Ravens injury report from this week. That is a CVS receipt. Same thing. Quick question. How do you injure your long snapper? Uh, Gardner Minshew pulled an Orlovsky. He did not pull an Orlovsky. He stepped out of... So My good. apologies to the audio-only crew because it's only funny if you see which jersey she's saying. Otherwise, it just sounds like her talking. But, like, the CVS receipt, Bobby, I mean, that's so what it is. When we pull up the injury report, 
here on video it's just like it goes on forever it goes on forever and then it's a good question like how do you enter your long snapper i know it was off season and it was like he was turning on his own but like it's just the raven situation for the third year in a row and i just choose to laugh instead of cry <laughs> i think a lot of people do after they see that uh and he's galvanized an entire nfl audience with what she's done yeah she's turned you know the pandemic into a huge opportunity for her that's how you know the zoom the art of the zoom call obviously really came to be during the pandemic and um she she has been on the fast track i've followed her very closely throughout the last couple of years and she's young she's like in her mid-20s oh yeah she is oh, killing yeah. it right now so i'm glad you brought that up but uh all right some quick hits yeah can i start with my bone to pick yes Okay, I slightly brought this up uh, the day of the game. I tweeted about it, but I haven't really been able to fully, you know, express the frustration I feel inside. And it goes back <laughs> to this play with uh, Lamar Jackson where he scrambles and then Colts linebacker. So here he is. There's, there's nothing. He gets pressure. He's going out to the right. He gets tackled by uh, Colts linebacker Zaire Franklin, and he holds on to his leg, Bobby. Let me show you yeah. that again because it frustrates me so much. So, like, what is the point here? You got him tackled. You hold on to his leg for far too long. Lamar's trying to get up, and then you sling it. Okay. Okay. So that I was already bothered about, and I kind of mentioned it. But here's what I'm also bothered about is where is the the Ryan Jensen energy from Lamar Jackson's teammates? Okay, remember when yeah. Lamar Jackson got blasted by Dolphin Safety, uh, forgetting his name, which is not a surprise, but the Dolphin Safety just lays out Lamar and Ryan Jensen. This is when Ryan Jensen really leapt forward in Ravens fans' minds of like, just being a great dude to have on your team. Oh, but he Flacco, came over. He laid out Flacco. No, yeah, the safety laid out Flacco. So then Jensen came over and laid out the safety. Yeah, you said you said Lamar the first time around. But for the audio only, the, the Dolphin safety here that you have the photo up of, he laid out Flacco. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. My bad. Thank you for, for correcting me. He laid out Flacco. So then Ryan Jensen came over and He's had his quarterback's there. back. And so my question is, did they not see it? I need, I need answers. I need, I need reporters to go into the locker room and be like, did you guys not see this? Because Lamar, he gets up, turns around, and Lamar, like, listen, Lamar is the type of guy that's laughing when he gets hit. Okay, remember, when we, look, we watch Wired, he's laughing, talking about how much he loves the game, same as Roquan, and he just is having a blast. He doesn't get angry that often at opponents. I can remember the Titans, he was angry. But, like, he, like, put his helmet into Franklin. And I just need to know, where was it? I need, I need Lamar's teammates having his back. This is the attitude I want to see from the offense. And I don't care that you have backups. I don't care if it's Mustafer. I don't care if it's, it's Moses. Somebody get out there and have your quarterback's back. So I need to know if they saw what was going on because I just feel like they should have been there. All right, there's, there's my bone to pick, Bobby. No, I'm glad you did. It was Bush League, too. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, when you see Lamar's reaction, to your point, you don't see that very often yeah. from him. So you yeah. knew that he was bothered by that. And, and all it takes is a twist of a knee when you're in that awkward position. 
So that was total, yeah, total Bush League. Kiko Alonso, if I'm not mistaken, was that Dolphins Kiko Alonso, thank you, sir. That was it. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> we're putting all we're putting basically the entire offense on notice for not being right behind them, right? Like, uh, geez, what could possibly go wrong? All right, JJ Watt making his transition to media, working with uh, CBS, a number of other things as well. I love JJ. He, you talk about a guy that commands, demands excellence. I love. I'm a big JJ Watt fan. He was asked recently, uh, actually it says it in the clip, so I'll, I'll let the TikTok explain it. Most underrated player in the NFL. I always loved Marshall Yonda. He's out of the league now, but I think offensive lineman Marshall Yonda was a great, great player. Love that because he's been out of the league since 2019. That was his last season, right? The, the yeah. 14-2 campaign. I'll never forget it. The, the When they lost to the, the Titans on that bomby night, I was working with the radio team. And we, Sarah, remember when, you know, the Ravens locker room, the skinny little hallway to come out center right in like midfield area. And then you walk out that, those double-sided staircase onto mm -hmm. the field. Mm -hmm. I remember before we would go on the air, we would just kind of hang out down there, Keith Mills, Pete Gilbert and I, and I walked out and I saw Marshall and his family taking a bunch of photos, like extended family, kids, everything on the sideline. And nobody else was out there. And I was like, Oh boy, is he about to hang it up? And, and sure enough, but, but, point of the story here is one of the greatest one of the greatest that he went up against and jj watt looks at him with some major major respect i hope he's not underrated when it comes hall of fame voting time yeah. okay we got it's it's gonna be i feel like it's gonna be almost a weekly thing because uh baldy is just so good uh but he put together he has a couple videos out there of him doing film study but just like his voiceovers with it uh brian baldinger from from nfl network um he put together, and I did not see this. I absolutely love this clip of communication between, actually, it was the one we talked about at postgame where Roquan Smith uh, had a pass defense with his helmet. Remember that? It hit him in, in his helmet. So uh, I didn't realize the communication prior to this. This is phenomenal. Watch this next level piece of communication between Roquan Smith out here and running back and Patrick Queen right here on the tight end. Watch how this is supposed to go. Zach Moss goes in motion, ghost motion. Now watch Roquan. He's telling Patrick Queen right here, yo, you go out in the back. You got the back. I got your tight end. I got your tight end. And he's got the tight end. And he defeats, deflects the pass, breaks it up. And those two have a moment of celebration. That's what it's supposed to look like. That's what it's supposed to sound like. Watch this. This is so perfect, this communication. Watch Roquan here. Yo, bro. Queen, you got him. You got him. You got him. Now watch Queen. Queen, you got him. You got him. Watch Queen. I got you, bro. I got you. Now, switch assignments, break up the pass, and have a little moment. Like, that is world-class communication. It's actually the way it's supposed to work. And one of the reasons why those two work so well together. They're the catalyst. They're the catalyst Dude. of this defense. It's so freaking good. It's so good. Like... Roquan is like running to stay with the man in motion and screaming while on the run. And Q was like, got you, bro. Got you. And he reacts like that, a snap in the finger. And both of them are on their men perfectly. It was so freaking good. I love watching teamwork like that. It was, he said it best, world-class communication. It makes me think about the breakdown video from NFL Films. That was released last week between Ray and Roquan, oh. right? 
And oh, we, have we haven't showed that. We got to do that. Well, we can. Sometime I got, this week. Oh, you're right. We we'll get, on my we'll live get dinged. Stream, my live stream was taken down on Friday because oh. of that midstream because of copyright. So, and I, I had oh. it cleared. I did all of our pre-published practices and yeah. it did not work. So anyway, that's neither, neither here nor there. But um, right, well. one of the things as we all watched in that film in the, in the snippet of Ray and Roquan together is the communication that is demanded by your best player. Ray demanded that from his peers, his teammates, his running mates. Roquan demands that of this defense. You've seen it in the mic'd up moments. You've seen it through Ravens productions. You've seen it now in these in-depth breakdowns from guys like Baldy. And it's, it's contagious. It leaks down, and Patrick has become, and we all know before Roquan arrived, he was taking steps, right? But Roquan has only increased his communication, increased his overall skill set as a player, and it's so fun to watch these guys. They're interchangeable parts, and PQ is going to make a lot of money at some point here in the next year. It's a lot of fun to watch these two. All right, just a couple more quick hits uh, real quickly. PFF. Uh, says that Sam Mustafer, this is his breakdown in pass protection this season. Obviously, it's been just for two weeks for him since Linderbaum went out. He's been in 79 pass blocking snaps, zero pressures allowed. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good for a backup. Now we need to work on that, that snap the other day. We'll definitely put that out there. But at the same time, you appreciate... Yeah, that's a nice stat right there. 79 pass blocking snaps, zero pressures allowed. Uh, okay, Jeff Zrebeck, uh, he reported that... Um, actually, it's funny that we, we talked about Nick Moore from, from Annie's video, joking about him being uh, injured in the offseason. So he's going to remain on the NFI list because, as we know, he tore his Achilles. But he and the Ravens agreed to a one-year contract extension several weeks back. But Jeff just reported this Tuesday. So uh, more will be signed through 2025 now. So is that. And then finally, he keeps getting tryouts. We'll see if he lands. The Steelers worked out former Ravens wide receiver James Prochet. I swear on my life, if he gets signed for like a week and he gives up all the information on Munkin's offense, I'm not going to like that. I mean, I want James Prochet to stick somewhere, but I don't want him to be used as a spy. Okay, we're not trying to do that here. He's worked out for a couple teams now since he was cut, so hopefully something yeah. lands for him. We're all wishing the best, obviously. If I may, I thought a great way to to close this one out, being that we have a ton of different Baltimore sports fans uh, across. I think you know where I'm going with this. I do, you know, and I and I and I I needed you to because you knew that I wasn't going to. I, I expected yeah. you to. Yeah, yeah, because it was a somber evening on on Tuesday for Baltimore. And uh, I know that you know there's more than just Ravens fans who listen and watch us. So I was driving back from various errands, and all of a sudden on 105.7 The Fan, locally here sports radio, I hear the great Mike Bordick, Orioles team Hall of Famer, and the guy who took over for Cal Ripken Jr., eulogizing the great Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson passed away at the age of 86 on Tuesday. Mm. And uh, the, the human vacuum cleaner, <laughs> one of the greatest – third baseman, if not the greatest third baseman in the history of baseball, Sarah, uh, a Baltimore staple, the nicest man you will ever meet. It seems like that's recognized universally, whether you're in Baltimore or not, a humanitarian, somebody who's a baseball hall of famer in Cooperstown and, and somebody who I know just is really, really beloved and revered in this town. So I just wanted to share 
well, everybody knows his his track record, his resume, 18-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, AL MVP in 64, the World Series MVP in 1970, a 16-time Gold Glove Award winner. I could go on and on. A member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. His number five is retired. The statue, by the way, outside Camden Yards, for the next couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, I saw... a. Um, um, and I better get the actual date of this from Pete Gilbert. I saw him tweet it, but his statue, you're going to have a chance to kind of go and pay your respects to him, and I'll read it to you from the Orioles. It's an official release. Uh, All those who wish to remember Brooks are invited to visit the Brooks statue inside Oriole Park at Camden Yards at Legends Park. Access will begin today, Wednesday, September 27th, and continue daily through Sunday, October 1st from 7 a.m., until four hours prior to first pitch, access to Brooks statue will then reopen during regular game hours. How cool is that uh, from the club? So uh, I just yeah, want that's really cool. to get in and I'll, I'll finish with this. This is chills. I had no other words besides chills. Brooks holds the record for most games, 10, in which he drove in the only run in a one nothing victory for the Orioles during his career. That's an all-time MLB record. On the day of his passing, which was Tuesday, the Orioles beat the Nationals one nothing. Wow, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, home run. It, it's crazy because I'm uh, I obviously know what he's meant to the Orioles and to Baltimore, but when the news was released, and again, I've always been on the Ravens side. I haven't really covered the Orioles. I mean, just reporter after reporter after reporter after player after front office, like so many people kind of saying the same thing you just did that like, yeah, he's this, you know, all time great, but like, he just seemed like the nicest guy, most down to earth. And it just seemed like everybody, he made everybody feel comfortable and, and, you know, good to be around him. So, uh, yeah, really, really crazy. And that's a crazy note. You just pulled. I'll share one more tweet from the great Ken Singleton, which I really appreciated. He was also on one Oh five, seven, the fan, And he was just eulogizing him as well. And he said that he was once at a Baltimore area function and the events MC asked those that were in attendance, those of you who are named Brooks stand. And Sarah, it wasn't that big of an event and over 30 people, according to Ken stood. Brooks is Baltimore dogs, daughters, sons, parks, you name it, buildings, fields, Brooks is is iconic, and and quite frankly, I love the name too. Like, the, just the name itself is catchy. It's kind it's, of a cool name, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brooks yeah. Robinson, rest easy, Mister Robinson. It, it was uh, obviously well, well before my my time, and I, I can't even remotely probably compare to any any of the other historians in this town. I got off the phone with Keith Mills a little while ago. Somebody who, you know, the guys that live through that generation, the gals that have lived through that generation can really speak on it. Folks like me, you you can just kind of recycle what you hear from those historians. And hopefully I did a decent job of that the last couple of minutes. So with that, we want to be sure to thank and shout out two of our returning patrons. They're supporting everything we do here inside the vault uh, through Patreon this month. Big Fesh 927, Joe Bonzel. Appreciate both of you guys for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And if you want to do the same, patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. A huge thanks to our new episode sponsor, 
game time. Check out what they offer in the description of this video below. And for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Wednesday morning vault edition. We'll be back with you on Thursday. As a matter of fact, later this afternoon, we're going to have our official game preview. That's right. Official game preview, Ravens and Browns. Looking forward to that with the Athletics' Zach Jackson for the Cleveland Perspective.